You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Hey guys, in an epic edition of Revolution, presented by Bing, because Bing is for doing, it is the Children's Crusade, a.k.a. a pack of hairless Ewoks, on tonight's episode Joining me across from the table, one very hairless Ewok, Kristen Snyder. <laughs> Hello. And one very hairy Ewok, Daryl Kristen. What's up, everybody? And sitting right next to me, the hairiest Ewok of them all, Kristen Carroll. Hey, guys. And guys, another hairless Ewok joining you for tonight. I'm Dave Klein. And in the booth, we have a new man in the booth. Can you introduce yourself? What's up? It's Martin. How's it going, guys? Martin. Hi, Martin. Martin. New kid on the block. What new up? New kid on the block. Killing it with some epic music. I know. I was going to say, that'd be perfect timing for some new kids on the block. That right was now. amazing. I'm totally going to kill your buzz right now. <laughs> oh, that, gosh. Oh. That was the theme from Once Upon a Time. <laughs> Kristen, you should have called that out. <laughs> Kristen a, loves that show. No, it's, it's a, I think there's more piano music kind of at the end. Maybe it's during one of the episodes. It was epic and it didn't matter. It, <laughs> it worked. sounded good. It worked especially for the pack of hairless Ewoks episode. We got to jump <laughs> into right now because we start off with Charlie viewing one of those hairless Ewoks. She <laughs> views, um, she view, or actually I should say, sorry, that was the second scene. The first scene is the intro where Charlie's. I thought it was a dream at first, and Charlie is getting a militia tattoo from General Slotnik. What is that called? General they... Slotnik branding. He's branding, yes. branding like a horse. So honestly, what do you guys think about that? Though I was, oh, I was like in pain watching, but that at the same time, that may help her in the future. I think it will help I think her. It will. Yeah, I agree. I totally think it's going to come in handy because, mm-hmm. I mean, he was talking about her getting the master key at some point. And right. when he said that, I, I thought he meant getting the M tattoo because yes. that sort of is the master key. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually wrote that down when you said that. I thought that was a great point. But it turns yeah. out to be an actual key. Yeah, I make people take notes about what <laughs> I say. Take notes. I'm Van Wilder. Take notes on that. All right. So let's <laughs> jump into you. the scene right afterwards, which is two days earlier, where we actually do get the hairless Ewoks here. So Charlie sees a strange kid named Peter Pan, and <laughs> Miles, and she wants to save him, and Miles won't let her, and as he points out, you can't save everybody. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, after that, spot a kid who they think is dead, who's not being held by militia, and they go to try and help him, and what do you know, the Lost Boys all show up, and <laughs> it turns out that this kid is Michael feigning being dead, and they're all looking for 
Peter, who he reveals to be his brother. What did you guys think about this intro scene, the very beginning of this, and what was happening? It was so creepy, but I really liked how you said Peter is really Peter Pan, because later on the children even say, he brought us here, he kept us safe. Yeah. I mean, they're just kind of reiterating that whole fairy tale. He tells tale. them stories and all that yes. kind of stuff, and then he has to go fight somebody on a boat. It reminded <laughs> me of... <laughs> a pirate. And there was swashbuckling. Uh, yeah. There was. Swashbuck- there was. It reminded me of, like, the good version of Children of the Corn or Lord of the Flies, you know, where Lord the kids... Of the Flies. Or, or, very, or Hunger Games reference See, sometimes, too. See, I, I thought that at the end of the episode, Peter was going to turn out to be Robin Williams. Okay. And <laughs> then we were going full circle here with those jokes. So... We've got, they kind of take them into their place after they explain what's going on, which, mm-hmm. as you guys said, kind of Michael's the leader right now of the pack because he's Peter's brother. Mm-hmm. And Aaron says he's skeeved out by the kids. Mm-hmm. And Nora sort of points out, uh, hey, weren't you the teacher of the town you're a part of there, Aaron? But he's apparently skeeved out by kids. And Miles, they're kind of, they listen to the story of what happened to these kids. And they get this heart wrenching story from Michael about how, as you were talking about, Kristen, uh, they Peter was sort of the leader of the group because the militia came and the parents hid all the kids in the basement and the militia murdered all of the parents. And the first thing they saw when they came up was their dead mother. Yeah. So a totally heart-wrenching story from Michael mm-hmm. about what happened. And after that, he sort of totally dropped the fact that he wanted their help, which I thought was kind of odd. After telling them the story, he goes, I got to go, though. Yeah. I thought he was going to say, so now that I told you my story, you have to give me your info. Yeah, it was a weird moment. In the, in the I did scene. really enjoy that story, though. It didn't feel like it was too much. No, it made sense because mm-hmm. we saw how, you know, Neville reacted when there was the American flag in that one guy's house where, who had the guns yeah. and how they completely, anybody who has it is kind of in trouble, so... I agree. So no, but I, I honestly, it was so creepy. And it, when he was talking about how they found their mother, I kind of remember, like, I had this really weird when I was younger, like finding my dog Ooh. on the side of the road after he died, and That's it was just terrible. like it took me back to that. And I didn't like. Can you imagine finding your mother? I mean, it was just my dog, not to put him down, but like finding your mother like that. How those kids must be just tortured. Well, if, and then when they said it was seven or eight years ago. Too, too, and they don't look that old. I would guess maybe 16 yeah. was maybe the oldest. The so yeah. they were, yeah, I don't even know how they survived. I guess it was Peter. Peter Pan. Peter taught them yeah. all how to fight. Peter. I mean, I guess like when you have a, the whole group of them, it's like Lord of the Flies in that sense. I mean, it's not like kids are totally useless. I yeah, mean, they can figure things to. out, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you have a group of them who can work together. Exactly. Like the Ewoks that actually did. <laughs> Just like the Ewoks. The pack of Ewoks. Hey, the Rebellion would not have survived without the Ewoks. That's very true. Just saying. So so afterwards, after hearing the story, Charlie obviously wants to help them because that's just Charlie's character. But Miles actually, after learning what happens, decides that he does want to help. And initially he didn't, but after hearing this gut-wrenching story about finding the dead dog like Kristen found, <laughs> oh. he wants to help. <laughs> and, no, no, but it was Charlie that kind of persuaded him. But what didn't make sense to me is she was kind of like, come on, I really, she was like putting doubt. She's like, I'm not even sure we're going to get my brother back. We're going to get Danny back, but at least we can get... Peter's or Peter back for Michael like that kind of I didn't like that part because we've just we've come with her on this journey and now you're gonna say you have doubts about us getting your brother back well I guess it's like that journey that she's taken from we saw previous episodes where in the past couple episodes she got really dark and she kind of changed and this is just her evolution that she's coming to is 
Maybe in the beginning she was this happy, like, go lucky, we're going to save him, it's going to work out, and she's slowly seeing the harshness of the world, and it's really weighing down on her character I mean, and when changing she, her. Right. I mean, her ripping up those postcards last week, that yeah. really says something about her yeah. character. But, I mean, is she going too far, do you guys think? No, think? I mean, I think that she just has such a connection with Michael, and she saw herself in Michael right. with her same situation. So I think that, yeah. I don't even think that she was necessarily being negative with saying, you know, what she said. I think that she just felt that connection with him, and she, in addition to that was just kind of, I think, thinking out the process of, you know, listen, maybe we won't get Danny, but at least realistically, I can still somehow feel like I'm getting someone else or rescuing someone else like Danny. Right. And I think also because um, Peter was so much closer in distance, I think that's why she focused on that one because it was something that she could do because he's not that far away. Right. Unlike Danny, who's who's got quite a head start on everybody right now. Yeah. So I think that was also what she was thinking. Let's get this guy that's really close and help all these people. And then maybe that'll also, if we can get him, it'll give me hope that we can get Danny as well, who's farther away now and surrounded by a lot more militia. Yeah, and sure. we do get that moment from Charlie which she mm-hmm. says pretty much exactly that, that it reminds her of her brother and that's exactly why she's doing it. And then Aaron comes out and thinks it's a doo-doo idea. But, <laughs> and uh, Miles, regardless, wants to help and Aaron kind of quips to um, Nora that the guy has raised dickishness to a art form. He's raised dickishness to an art form. And Nora kind of says, like, can't you see why he wants to help? And she thinks that you know, it kind of it relates to him and him starting his own group as well. So that's where he's kind of pulling his connection, and that's when we get the awesome quote from Aaron about them being a pack of hairless Ewoks, mm-hmm. which was great. But I also love that moment too about Miles, um, Charlie being irritating because Michael just kind of showed up because initially they were going to go on right. their own. Right. Michael yeah. shows that up, that was awesome, and Charlie's sort of annoyed, <laughs> and Michael or Miles kind of quips about how irritating it is when right. some kid just wants to just do everything some dumb and follow kid. along. Yeah, it tells you what to you do. You know what? I really thought that that line spoke to the show yeah. as well because a lot of people up until this point and maybe still a little bit are have been annoyed with Charlie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've understood that this was all part of her journey that we just had to, you know, go with it. But now she's become tough and she's not that little kid anymore. She's fighting really hard to yeah, show everyone. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> we've seen her get so many punches lately. And yeah. I, I, her face looks yeah, her, really her way face too looks good. Pretty darn she good. No have, I mean, literally, this is the third time because last week she got punched when she was going over to the neighbor, the Irish neighbor's house. Yeah. Uh, today we saw her get punched the first time when she was with the militia, and then the second time was what was it? Or the second time tonight was when the guy and she was oh, yeah, uh, the guy, challenging she, that she challenged boy. The guy and got for, punched yeah. three times. Her face looks flawless for that to have happened. Yeah, she's got some pretty amazing makeup. <laughs> so we well, kind maybe of, she's born with it. Or we, maybe she's born with it. <laughs> so Kristen kind of noticed that all the Lost Boys are younger versions of the characters that we have from the main show. Yeah. And we have the mini Aaron stealing Aaron's pendant. I'm just going to call him mini Aaron. And, <laughs> and then that kind of brings up after Aaron gets it back, Miles is sort of curious about the necklace, and that's him first noticing this necklace for real. And Miles doesn't do, or not Miles, Aaron doesn't do too good of a job of warding him off. And I was wondering, he played a pretty cool 
um, last time by saying that it was his wife's pendant, so it was really special to him. Why didn't he just use that again? Yeah. Charles is yeah. good at like re like iterating all of her former like falsities and lies. Why can't Aaron do that? Yeah, it, it was. It, I mean, I guess Miles noticed that he was suspicious, and he said he was sweating and and nervous. But I agree. Like, why didn't he just go back and do the same thing that he did before in referencing his wife? What's fun is we're kind of we're kind of seeing everybody on the show transform a little bit. Like n- now, Miles is getting a little softer. Charlie's getting a little more badass and now Aaron I'm not sure what what direction he's going because he's still sort of that scared yeah he kind of you know what he's I was telling you he kind of annoyed me still a little bit because of the fact even last week with him leaving his wife and then now he's like it just seems like at the beginning part of this episode he was scared of everything and didn't want to participate in anything that they were suggesting yeah it does seem like he's afraid and I thought he'd kind of grown up at the end of the last episode a bit after what happened like that was his redemption moment where he would kind of have risen back up but I guess it wasn't Enough for him to totally be redeemed. But at the end of this scene, we get the the conscription facility, which is a (laughs) boat where they're turning kids into soldiers. So this is where they kind of brainwash the kids and turn them into military types and really train them and turn them into future militia. So it's kind of the brainwashing machine, that brainwashing tub, that's what I'm going to call it. That's what we call boats. And that's what Kristen would be piloting, because it would be a pirate boat. I would not be brainwashing children. We don't know that By the way, you. head over to my blog, Cinematic Escape. Yeah. <laughs> to find out how you brainwash about children. How you brainwash There's kids. some brainwashing, There's some brainwashing on going there. on? Maybe. Check it out. You, you'd be the judge. <laughs> so, Charlie's then kind of debating um, about if she can get Danny back. And this is that moment we were talking about before, where she's talking to Miles about she's kind of worried because she doesn't know if she can actually get Danny back and this is her moment of doubt, but she feels like by helping the kids and by helping um, Peter, this will somehow mean something. It'll make everything worth it because she's helping someone who's in the same situation as her. And then Miles is kind of coming up with like, well, how can we do this? The only way is if we get you the master key, which I I really thought was going to be that end, the Monroe insignia. That's what I thought it was going to be. So... Turns out it's just kind of sneaking her on the boat. So what they do is they have Charlie run into a militia person, and Mama said, "Knock you out," because the dude <laughs> punches her straight Hard. up out. Get your fist going. And LL Cool J popped out because that's who it was who said, "Mama not said knock you out." Mama said, "Knock you out." Don't call it a Come comeback. Back. I've been, been here for years. years. <laughs> oh, I yeah, you, I, I thought you had it, Dave. I, I only right. had the first we'll let LL take it now. And then I start shadow boxing. <laughs> Because that's how we do. We shadow box. What does this remind you of? <laughs> oh my god. Daryl and I, we take Taibo classes yes, together. We're ready for this. Uh, this and they, if you guys want to join me, so double tweet me. Double and you can come to Taibo with Daryl and I, okay? Right. Is that good? I think Ricky right. from the chat wants to. Ricky, tweet me, and I will take you to do some Taibo. <laughs> there you go, Ricky. So. By this plan, I don't. I didn't realize that when they punch a kid out, that's the initiation to get brought into the boat. Right. The uh, the ma- the magical conscription facility. The only way to get in is by getting punched out by a dude, apparently. But that's it works, and she's on the boat, and Lieutenant Slotnik comes, <laughs> and he's kind of hyping up the kids and trying to brainwash them about how great they are, and. There's one kid who says that they want to go home. He kind of comes forward and says he wants to go home. Mm-hmm. And Slotnik <laughs> says, you're, no, free, you're, free to you're free to leave. You're free to leave. And kind of plays up this nice guy attitude, which 
if the kid had questioned it and decided to stay, it would have made him come off as this great guy. Like, kids, you're free to do whatever you want. But the ploy doesn't quite work out as he starts <laughs> to actually leave the boat. And Mama said, knock you out, part two. The dude starts beating his ass down with a club or something. It was, it was like a Catholic school beat down. He did not get back up. He did there not. Were I think some I heard, broken I heard bones. a bone crush at the end there. Did yeah. anybody else notice yeah. that? It sounded like they crushed his leg. Yeah. yeah, it did sound like bone crush. Or yeah. his skull. Yeah. <laughs> or his skull. Wow, Kristen, you look very scary right now. As you say, or his skull. I'm the a master of, at Tybo. The Tybo is working. The beat fitness. That's where we go. Dance this is such arts. an appropriate song for us tonight. It really is. It's a lot of punching. It is a lot of punching. So right afterwards, speaking of more Mama Said Knock You Out, Charlie gets into a fight and starts it herself. And the guy, she kind of bumps into a guy, like literally like bumps into his back. And the guy goes, hey, what are you doing? Like, sorry. And tries to be nice about it. And she goes, what do you want? And he goes, what are you doing, you crazy bitch? Bitch. So calls her a straight up crazy bitch. And then she proceeds to punch him. She gave him a nice right hook. So, you know what? I'm proud of the guy for being willing to smack her right back. Really? I am. You know the what? The gentleman Dave hitting girls now in full support. Wow. You know what? Say are, yes. I'm not feeling so comfortable. Say yes. Wow. That's a lot of tension. Vote <laughs> tomorrow. Um, I'm beating woman. That's what I, my stance. After taking these boxing classes, it's making me a very violent person, apparently. We're all very violent, apparently. You guys are taking Tai Bo, and from your dance box, <laughs> dance martial arts, apparently I'm more the next level of violence from boxing. Well, we dance and punch at the same time. But so the guy just straight up punches her out and knocks her out after she does that. And um, after that happens, we kind of get this moment where... Um, Nora is with the kids, and this is back with all the kids, and she's telling them that they can believe in Charlie. And then Charlie wakes up back on the boat after this moment, and there's a doctor there who's going to syringe her with something, and we don't know what it is. I don't know what that was. And she... Juices. Some juices. Maybe juices. some... Juices. Probably some... Some poo-poo Maybe some... Uh, some <laughs> from last week. Some doo-doo water. <laughs> or maybe some adrenaline from last week. No. Something like that. Well, he said this will help you relax. Yeah. So. He's probably some, sedative. Some, maybe not sure. adrenaline. Yeah, it's probably a sedative. I'm just yeah. trying to use maybe references from last ecstasy. week. Maybe some ecstasy. But we don't know what it is, and Charlie just... Uh, <laughs> Attacks the guy and then stabs the syringe into his neck and proceeds to pump whatever this is in the syringe <laughs> in his neck. What? That is some. That is like hyper violence to me. That was like Angelina Jolie and salt move. That was like that salt <laughs> move right there. I uh, I didn't see the salt, but I'll oh, trust right. you on that. Oh, oh we, have we have a caller, caller have a on caller. the line. We have a caller. Is it Ricky? <laughs> I yeah, hope did he get so. <laughs> Go ahead, caller. Hey, what's up? Oh, hey, are you from Ohio? Uh, yeah, Casey, how you guys Casey, doing? Casey, I knew it was you. Remember from last two, last week, Casey yeah, called Yeah, what's us. up, man? How are you doing? Casey, yeah, go yeah. vote tomorrow. Casey Kasem, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> what's up? How you guys doing? Doing good. 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 So what's what's on your mind? Um, First of all, I thought it was a really good episode, but I don't know if it was just me, but was I the only one who thought the whole rescue was, like, way too easy? Because I thought there'd be, like, more struggle, and they kind of just, I don't know, I thought it was, I thought there'd be more struggle than, you know. Yeah, I think we've actually had that conversation somewhat in here before about some of the endings or some of the scenes are, are quite predictable, and, mm-hmm. and I think that that probably qualifies as one of them for tonight. Well, here's what I thought, and... Th- 
after everything happened, I was going to bring this up later, this was a total mission failure, if you think about it. They sent Charlie on the boat to have the master key, and that was how she was going to get in. And at the end of the day, all they had to do was sneak on, and that was what really worked, because Charlie didn't do anything in there. You're right. No. Total mission failure. So basically what they should have done was just snuck on the boat at the end of the day right. and they had done that whole mission because that was what worked. So, But it was risky. They didn't want to put everyone's lives in danger. Well, it seems like anytime Miles shows up, it, he just gets stuff done. Yeah. He just kills people. He slams it down. <laughs> Don't send Charlie in to do Miles' job. There you go. What do you think, Casey? Is that <laughs> is that good for you or you still wanted more more blood? Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, we've got another Kristen here wanting more blood. But thank you so much again for calling this week and calling in next yeah, week. Yeah, Casey, week. Casey. You have some great feedback. Thanks so much. I will. We'll talk I to you next be. week. So, we do get them on the boat then where um they they kind of end up sneaking onto the boat. So, Miles is worried because it's been two hours, so he heads off to go tr- with Nora to go try and save Charlie. And this is that moment then where we come back to the intro and we see Charlie getting the M t- um, branded, branded, thank branded. You, the M branded onto her skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when all the action starts happening. So Miles sneaks on board, a guard comes to try and attack him, and he throws the guard overboard backwards, which was awesome. I, I, I like that. Neck. He, was, he landed on his easy. neck on the side of that boat, too. That was a pretty good scene. I think all of them end up, something yeah, happens to their necks. Yeah. Snaps to the neck, <laughs> shots to the necks, falling off boats on their necks. This is a very um, dangerous show if you want to, if you care about your neck. Just Snap, wear a crackle, neck brace. <laughs> yes, just, if you're on the show, wear a neck brace. That's what we've learned. <laughs> so... We get Aaron pissed off because apparently Michael has snuck off and went on the boat on his own. And we find out that Mike is pretty handy with a bow and arrow. So some guard tries to ring some bell to warn everybody and Michael shoots the guy with the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And apparently he's he's a little more handy with it than Charlie is. Because every time we see Charlie with the bow and arrow, she never really uses it. I mean, I think that was kind of in the beginning. And then once she started getting compared to the Katniss Hunger Games, I think they took it away from her, to tell you the truth. That's how I see it. I think they didn't want but people I feel like to they must have see her as Katniss from Hunger Games. I feel like they must have seen filmed the first bunch of episodes, though, beforehand. Uh, they actually were still filming, I think, episode six, which was this one. No, last week's, um, they they had not filmed episode six when they started, huh. when the show started. Mm. So they were able to take some fan feedback and, I guess, make some changes. So here in this moment, they save, they, they end up saving Peter after Miles comes on board, saving Charlie because this was a mission failure is what I think. Um, Maybe. I mean, did you see, she killed Slotnik or whatever? No, she didn't kill Slotnik yet. She just killed the doctor guy at that point. That's all oh, she okay. killed at that point was the doctor guy. And mm-hmm. she got into a fight with someone who called her a crazy bitch. Right. That was all she successfully did. So, well, yet in your part of the, where you are now, but well, that I don't think it was a failed mission. Well, no, I'm talking about just having her sneak on the boat. Right. That specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, them coming on the boat and doing the nighttime rescue mission was fine, and that worked out, but having right. her sneak on the boat just did not work out. But during this moment, we kind of have uh, mini Aaron and helping future Aaron out, and they're in the, <laughs> a lighthouse, and... They are, they're kind of hiding out in the, um, the generator room of the lighthouse, yeah. which th- wouldn't normally matter. And they've got some other Lost Boys there with them. <laughs> and in this, in this moment, back in the deck, Slotnik has captured Michael and is kind of threatening to kill Michael, which means that everything would be for nothing. So Peter puts his, or 
Yeah, so Peter puts his weapon down because now Michael is captured. And everyone's kind of like, oh no, Michael's captured when the lights go on. All yeah. of a sudden, the pendant that Aaron's had starts working and the lighthouse goes on. So we have the mo- one of the most, well, I guess it ended up kind of working in their favor. But mm-hmm. it's just like one of those situations of... We're kind of wondering, he doesn't know how to use the pendant, and this is just, like, bad timing. It just starts working, he has no idea why, Lighthouse goes on, and Miles sees it, and everyone just kind of looks like, what the hell is going on? It was kind of convenient, though, because at that point, they were able to take command of the ship because there was a distraction, so... It ended up being very conveniently located, that Lighthouse. I think it's got to be weird for the kids to see light. Because maybe some right. of them haven't really, haven't really seen, seen it, it or remember it. Right. Yeah, so I don't, don't think, especially those kids, like you said, mm-hmm. the Lost Boys would have no idea what it is. And I think the kids who are with Aaron, like Minnie Oh, we have another caller. Minnie Aaron has know. no idea what it is. But let's get to the caller. What's up? Hey, guys. It's Adrian, our watchtower here. Hey, what's up, hey. Adrian? Wow, Adrian. Never heard your voice before. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, first time for everything. <laughs> so watchtower, what's up, man? I, I've i been uh, interacting with you on the well, chat, but what's going on in the caller section? Well, we are having a shots game right now, and I am here to let you know on what the rules entail. Okay, what are the rules, <laughs> rules of our I shots game? I was a little distracted because he's got the um, iPad up here. I was reading. We said Lost I, Boys I about Ewoks. four times. I know Ewoks <laughs> is one, but please, please tell us, what is the shots game? Alrighty, uh, one of them is, of course, whenever the Lost Boys is mentioned, <laughs> so, you, so you take a shot. Another one is whenever uh, Mama says "Knock You Out" song is played, you take a shot. And of course, whenever both Kristens, either one is on angle, you take a shot. Wow! So, so how many that... shots have you had at this point? That's what I want to know. Uh, so, so, so far, Ricky has dead? about maybe six. Six. <laughs> but is it not yep. either on? Either Kristen's all the time, right? It's or you by mean, the camera angle, right? It's that's the point. It doesn't matter which. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, I feel like it needs to be something more fun that the Kristen's do. Or maybe do. the well, the, the Ewoks. I mean, shot. Ewoks mentioned. Right? We also did. We also took a shot uh, at another one whenever Ewoks is mentioned, and so far you guys haven't mentioned it yet. So we're kind of waiting on that. You know why? It's because I saw you say that on the chat. I was like, I better hold back for a moment. I don't want to kill you guys. <laughs> Otherwise, no, I'd be unleashing. Ricky, no, Ricky is like, dude. You know. It, can we do this or, you know, that type of deal. But you guys are doing a great job and okay. always, like always, since I always uh, well, you can, watch over everything. Yeah, well, thank you so much for calling me, yeah, Watch Tower. Yeah, nice talk And to guys, you. you can take a brief break if you want, if you're playing at home. But Lost Boys, Lost Boys, Lost Boys, Ewoks, Ewoks, <laughs> Lost Boys. Mama said knock, Mama said Mama knock you said out. knock you out. And the Lost Boys kind of look like hairless Ewoks. <laughs> Just saying. So, Okay, game continued All now. Right, now uh, go wanna... fill up your glass of Kool-Aid. So, <laughs> there you go. So, Water break. Yes. Water break. Nice to hear from you, Watchtower, though. Yeah, that's, but that's at, dope. as we were talking about, though, this moment with the lighthouse just emits total chaos on the boat. And mm-hmm. this kind of allows for Miles to take the upper hand and the crew on the boat to take right. the upper hand. Yeah. And good moment from Charlie there stabbing Slotnik in the chest. Slotnik got stabbed in the chest. How about whenever Dave changes his voice, you guys take a shot? <laughs> I'm just going to keep adding to your game. Well, you don't want that there. Because <laughs> then I'm just going to talk in an accent the entire night. Such a sexy accent. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> it works for you, Dave. 
I appreciate it. It's, it's from my Scotch Irish heritage. The second night we're talking about accents. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This too is too much, like, guys. This I'm is getting actually really, a reference to last night. Really hot. I know. Whoa. <laughs> well, if you watch Walking Dead, you'll know that Kristen is a well right next to me. Kristen gets very hot from Kristen accents. Kristen has a thing for accents. <laughs> <laughs> Both Kristens. Yes. All right. So. Um, so it kind of allows them to... You don't have it, fake it. To take it out. I'm just saying. <laughs> fake what? This is the fake accent. <laughs> I'm just requesting it for all future encounters. Dave's future actually shows. not from Chicago. He's from Ireland. Yeah, this is actually... I've been working on for my English accent right now, my American accent, so that's what this is. Take notes, boys. Take notes. So... <laughs> So they end up being able to rescue successfully everyone on the boat. And they come away, and the kids are all really happy that Peter back. And I think something that we were talking about with the kids is that the little Aaron had no idea what was going on when the generator turned on. They're just like, what was that? They yeah. really didn't know yeah. what electricity was. They had no clue. Can I just stop you for a minute? Like, why they never really confronted that? Why was there a little Aaron? Why was there a little Nora? I mean, it's... Clearly on purpose that they put them there. Was it like something Peter Pan or what kind of reference well, are they trying to make Do we think it was here? some sort of symbolism that absolutely still the child within them within that's the discovering adult, the you know the new? Let's be all philosophical. Oh, no, let's think deep on this one. We need a caller. Any philosophers <laughs> on the line? <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's just sort of one of those things with the casting director being like, well, wouldn't this be interesting if we did that? Mm-hmm. I, I really think that's what I don't it was. Think, no. I think that's I gotta what give it was. more Maybe credit than that. the innocence within them. And Maybe. It kind but of it, it really that. is funny how well, you it, did have I, all those. Yeah, I mean, I think with the title and everything, I think there was some type of message behind it. Right. Mm-hmm. And sure. even you said at the one point, baby Aaron was, he actually drug giant Aaron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Over to the corner whenever he was kind of like, you know, shaking and not moving and freezing whenever he was scared. So mm-hmm. at that point, the child kind of became the adult, which was nice. Let's also point out that this was another moment for Aaron, though, at the end where Aaron had kind of a redemption where he mm-hmm. did end up saving mm-hmm. the day finally and fighting off the militia and saving the kids. I guess he does do something when he needs to. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was glad to see that second part of Aaron because the first part, I was not feeling him at all. I mean, I, you know, I just felt like he definitely was not standing up and for for his for everything. Can I just yeah. point out that our live chatters had to take a break from the drinking game? Okay. I don't blame you. <laughs> Change so, of rules. <laughs> all right, so um, we we finally, after this, get the confrontation where Miles just straight goes to Aaron and says, "What the hell was that? What is going on?" And Aaron ends up revealing to Miles about what the pendant does, both Miles and Charlie. Do you guys think this was a smart idea on no. his part that he did that? I, mean, he I sh- wouldn't have. He could have played yeah. it dumb. He I would have played been, stupid. I, he could have just been like, I have no idea, and played like really excited or something. So yeah. I, I mean, he had to tell him, but at the same time, now Miles is going to want to smash it and break it. And I think that we need it in order to turn the power back on. I think we need all of the pendants. So that's clearly not a good idea. The, the only problem is, is now the militia knows that Aaron has it exactly. because Nate said, Nate said it. that that's he right. did. So maybe it's not so bad that he doesn't have control that's over it point. because... If somebody, as we saw in the previews, if somebody steals it from him, mm-hmm. then when they catch him and he doesn't have it, well, actually, one, he could get tortured a lot more. Yeah. Um, but also, if he doesn't have it, he can't 
do anything with it, you know, yeah. like that, um, that might actually help him in the long run. The same with, although we said Charlie's, you know, mission to go and save Peter originally didn't work out and she got branded. Exactly. I think you're exactly right. That's going to help her at some point. I agree. It's going to help her get Danny. Plot devices. So Giggity on the chat was Giggity, wondering if Giggity. we noticed um, what Aaron hit the militia with. And I just I thought it was some sort of blunt like club like something you would find yeah. in that type of like a Piping. metal object yeah, yeah like it, was a like pipe. A, it looked like a pipe I it so I, I think that's what um, he ended up hanging with like some sort of piping that's what it looked like or was like, it a, a magic a wand. blunt force <laughs> so I <laughs> disappeared so a magic sword I, so at the end of the moment we do get the the name once again of Grace Beaumont yes. he he does end up telling them about Grace as well mm-hmm. so we. Uh, we kind of have it out now, and as you were saying, Miles wants to smash it, so next episode should be interesting. But before we go to the next story, I do want to say, guys, that we appreciate your feedback in any way possible, whether that being going to iTunes, go to YouTube, rate us, comment. We love reading them. We love your feedback, positive or negative. We love doing the show. We just want to know how we can make it better for you guys. And also, if you come to the live chat, we do do the show. We record it at 10 p.m. Pacific time, so pretty late. But 10 p.m. Pacific time every Monday night. If you come, you can actually 11. 11. Oh, you're right. We watch we, we the show watch at 10. 10. We watch With the show guys. at 10. We record yeah. at 11 p.m. Pacific time. So if you go to AfterBuzzTV.com, you can join the live chat. And as you've heard and seen, we do interact with you guys. So definitely check that out. And we take calls. Yeah. And we take calls. So we love taking calls. I anyway, we just want to hear from you guys. Call us. <laughs> Now they really will. Now they they really definitely will call us. Now Ricky's going to call you right now. (laughs) Ricky. Ricky's about to call. So um, so the the kind of B story of this is um, Danny and Rachel, and mainly Rachel's story, but they're in the militia, and Danny's eating a meal with Rachel, with his mom. And Danny kind of mentions that he feels like they're in a cage. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like a prison for them. Mm -hmm. And Rachel's like, look... We're fine, we're eating a nice meal and trying to play up the positives of it, but Danny's just sort of not having any. And I'm just kind of wondering what happened between the two of them in between last episodes and this scene, because Danny's yeah. clearly not happy with his mom, mm-hmm. but yeah. we, don't, we, don't we don't quite get any reasoning why. Well, I mean, I'm on his side that they should leave, and she's like, why would we leave? We have food, yeah, we have everything we need. We. It's like she's too comfortable. Yeah, she's been there 15 years. It's like she doesn't even want to deal with you know, the blackout and go outside the walls. It's like yeah. she is not being a good mother right now. Like, why wouldn't you try to escape? I mean, I guess she she does feel the threat from Monroe, and she knows the realness of what he can he's capable of doing if he catches them. So I guess she just has the fear of Monroe in her at this moment. Well, and I also think she's been there for how many years now? Who knows? Maybe she tried to escape a few times. It right. didn't work. And even the fact after he said, we should get out of here, she goes to him, be quiet, they can... Yeah. Hear you. This just doesn't seem like the badass mother that we saw shoot that guy in no. earlier episodes. I gotta yeah, think, but, I, oh. the, but this guy, eight years that she's I think been, it's been over up 10 there. Years. Over yeah. 10? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that it's, at this point, it's it's she's staying for a particular reason that we just still don't know yet, and I think they'll reveal it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's beyond Danny and Charlie. You know, it's going to be some Right, because there is the reason she went there in the first place, which right. we still haven't found out. Yeah. But so Monroe ends up calling for Rachel. And he's kind of telling her that he's pissed because he can't find any of her friends. But then he found her friends. So I, well, the best part, he thanked her for coming. Right. Thank you for <laughs> right. coming. As if she Thank had a choice. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. So you guys. They found, they found so Bradley bad. Jeffy 
And <laughs> wait, I didn't get that. Again, please. Bradley Jeffe. Oh. That's how I'm pronouncing Jeffe. it. Jeffe. Um, so they found Bradley Jaffe, who was one of Rachel's friends who had one of the pendants, and apparently they'd found him three weeks prior, and they're trying to get information out of him, mm-hmm. but he's not saying anything, and Rachel offers to help before they even bring it up. And Monroe's like, well, that's what we were wanting to get out of you. Or I think actually it was... Um, it was Neville. It was, it was Neville, Neville who says yeah. that. So Neville's like, well, that was actually what we wanted to get out of you. And he was so creepy this episode, by yeah. the way. It's nice to see him remaining. He's definitely crazy. darker now. Yeah. In the yeah. last really couple episodes, dark. for sure. Especially since his son is sort of betraying him at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's... And, and, then, he, and he has his new title, you know? Yeah, so now he's really interrogating people. Major Tom. People. Yeah. Yes. Music request, please. <laughs> so we get we get afterwards. Rachel kind of tries a ploy and tries a farce, and she, they have Bradley Jaffe being thrown in prison. And next to him is Rachel in a prison cell. I mean, he's pretty badly beaten up, and Rachel looks totally fine. But a little dirty. But so she that. tries to play him and claims that you know you need to give up. Tell me where the pendant is. So we can get it to the rebels. We have some rebels inside here who I've met. And Jaffe is rightfully suspicious. He's like, you've been gone for a long time. Right. I'm not telling anybody, and I don't trust you. And he's totally on point with it. Yeah. I, I was glad. I liked seeing that. I so liked did seeing I. His, yeah, he was up front with her. Right. I love it. And just how smart that yeah. they gave this. They put a smart character in there that yeah. he was smart. And well, he knew what he was doing. Quite honestly, I would be suspect if I were him, too. All of a sudden, you haven't seen somebody in eight years. And the second thing that she asks is, do you have the pendants? Right. Well, I have friends here. Tell me what happened Right. That's to the it. first thing that she yeah. brings up. Not very good, Rachel. Not, hey, how, not how have you been? Are no. you okay? That's like, not good are you acting. alive? Not yeah. Bad strategy. Yeah. Like, she's yeah, not as good bad. as Charlie, apparently, as is thinking on her feet. But I did like how he was like, I was wondering how Monroe found out about the pendants. Mm-hmm. Wonder no more. So, after that... <laughs> Um, they, they kind of, and they have, ja- you're welcome. They have Bradley Jaffe in the room with, um, Rachel, just kind of in a normal room talking. I don't know why they end up taking them out of the prison, but they're out of the prison and Bradley's realized the truth and he's telling, and he's telling her cause Rachel's still trying to get out of him after she tells him the truth. He says, there's worse things than dying, like betraying all of your friends, which Rachel has essentially done here. Mm-hmm. And she explains about her son and without trying to be a dick, he's like, you know, this is <laughs> this is about millions of people, not just one. When Tom Neville comes out with Bradley Eve. Jaffe's daughter Eve. Eve. Yeah. Oh, no. So he is playing hardball. Oh, yeah. They are really playing hardball. And it looks like Jaffe is about to get the exact same treatment that Rachel got. So we'll see if he can withstand. Which I kind of liked that. What do you guys think? Because when people are really hypocritical like that and then it gets shoved in your face, yeah, you're going to sway the other side. So I I like that, too, especially because he was being hypocritical. That's what I thought was so great about it was literally like as he questioned her, he got put right into that situation. And Mm -hmm. it's like a situation no one would want to be put in. So. No. I agree with you. I like that moment. That was a great moment. Well, and kind of smart kudos to the militia for finding this the daughter and finding the family. Not, and, and Monroe. Not kudos. I'm not like, yay, militia. Yes, yeah, she is. She yeah. loves the militia. Kristen, why are you so pro-militia? We see what side the, she's on. Wait, can we Check see the branding wrist. on your wrist? <laughs> and wasn't it Monroe who called her out? He said something in reference to this, she, that she led them right to his daughter, too. So, I mean, yeah. it's... 
It was a great scene. Yeah. It was, it was a like, was really nice, good. dark twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rachel doesn't have any Facebook friends at this point. No, Rachel does not Probably have Facebook not. friends. They all unfriended her. Yeah. All I would them. defriend that bitch. Bitch. <laughs> 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 Kristen would have unfriended her. I have never unfriended anyone, by the way, but I've been defriended quite a few times. But Kristen's defriended <laughs> all the time, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you are Rachel. No, That's what man. we are finding out. <laughs> So let's um let's then talk about um, some other AfterBuzz shows that you guys can listen to. If you guys want to know about you know people coming and things like that, you can watch <laughs> Daryl, Kristen, and my after show for Walking Dead. We've got Once Upon a Time. We've got Revenge, and actually one of the Revenge crew was on last night for a different pod for a different for uh, Dexter yeah. for Dexter. So yeah. if you got any shows that you like watching, we've got an after show for it. So definitely check out go to AfterBuzz mm-hmm. on iTunes, go to us on YouTube, check it out because we've got tons of awesome AfterBuzz podcasts for you guys to listen to. So let's get to what I feel like was really the meat of the episode and the biggest thing, which is these flashbacks that we're getting from Rachel. Right. Yeah. And we get the first flashback um, was. The moment where I, I believe it was Rachel talking about what the pendant does, and she's—they're kind of experimenting. I think actually was it Ben in the beginning? Yeah, yeah so, so happy to see Tim Guinea. So Tim Guinea, what's up, Tim? So we've got Tim Guinea is back, and he's kind of showing off this thing that him and Rachel have been working on, which is supposed to be this device that was supposed to make clean, low-cost electricity. That was the goal to make it so. You know, just kind of save the environment. Didn't quite work. Not quite. Instead, it inhibited all electricity. And kind of a big failure of a device. But he's showing Secretary Flynn, which is this one character who's about to become very big. Or already is. Secretary Flynn. And he kind of... Secretary Flynn's in a room with the device. And we see all the power just gets shut off from this device. And... Secretary Flynn is very interested in this. He's very, very interested in what his device is and really wants it. And as you just said, he's the DOD, the Department of Defense. DOD. So we find out when Rachel goes to Ben and is talking to him about it, and Rachel is pissed that Ben went to the Department of Defense because it could be used as a weapon. And, man, Tim Guinea, what are you thinking? Tim, (laughs) come on. Like, Tim, you're giving it to the Secretary of the Defense. I know Department of Defense, I need to teach your kids. He's trying to get money for his family. Yeah, he's trying to help out the family, you know. But your wife is not happy with you. The electricity was about to go out in the house. that's true. You don't want a pregnant wife pissed at you. Tim, I blame you for all of this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, shout out to Tim and his character. I spoke with him earlier this week, and he was helping with Red Cross because, as oh, we all know, like Sandy. Sandy knocked out all the power, and uh, some yeah. people kind of went through revolution, sort yeah, of, we, not having power. There are actually, people commenting water. on the Revolution Facebook yeah. about that that they thought it was ironic that they couldn't watch the show Revolution <laughs> because yeah, they had no power. Yeah. Well, shout out to Tim anyway. He was helping people. I think he told me he was carrying a chainsaw in the back of his truck. Which kind of sounded creepy Halloween around nights. Halloween, Tim. I don't know what you're doing, but um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He was, you know, going around and moving trees out of the road and helping people. So he's just a, right. such a great guy. Yeah. Shout out to you, Tim, and thank you for being so wonderful. And for those playing drink drinking games, <laughs> we said shout out like five times. I don't know if you want to throw that in there too. So throw that in there. Also, our, I think we're trying to Tim. kill our audience. I think right we are now. trying to kill we're our audience. We're not going tonight. to have an audience at the end of this show based on our own drinking game, <laughs> Ewoks. So, but it's just Kool Aid, Dave. So, don't forget. 
That's but right. what's in that Kool-Aid? That's up to them, but I, I, there's I, nothing I, in my Kool-Aid, I, FYI. I drink the cult type of Kool-Aid. The what? The cult, cult type? Kool-Aid. The cult Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's suicide Kool-Aid. Come on. Okay, Is so. that poo-poo water? <laughs> All right, so I drink that. Yeah, I drink some of that That's poo-poo some water. Stuff. <laughs> From last week. From last week. So <laughs> the, gonna I'm just going to stay here, here quietly for a minute. Poo-poo. So the, the next Let moment that we get is Rachel being preggers with Danny. So Rachel is preggers we with Danny. We think that it's Danny, right? Yeah, unless Charlie's it, a boy. Yeah. <laughs> they, no, but yeah, there could have been that. another boy that she lost. Who knows? No, that would be another twist. I think it twist. has. There could true. be another twist. They, she says no. The defense, you know, the secret uh, department, department, department of defense. defense. No, you guys had a good and point. It's it all, ends up yeah. Danny's already alive, and she loses the baby. That could be. That would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. That, that would be. But the so Rachel's pregnant, and there's th- these birth complications, and this could be why he's going to have asthma in the future is because yeah. of these complications. But she's. Not she's really upset when she finds out, and Ben's kind of over her, and they're kind of ha- happy crying because they find out it's a boy, but at the same time distraught because it sounds like the kid's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. So Rachel's then faced with this choice where our man from the Department of Defense, Secretary Flynn, comes over and is like trying to talk to her, like, "Hey, there's this great program that is called the Fetoscopic Trial of Columbia," and she's like, "Yeah, I researched it, but I can't get in." And he goes, "Well." I've got connections, and I can help you get in. And Rachel wants to know, well, in return for what? And he just completely avoids <laughs> just the question. Humanity. Yeah. Yeah, in just humanity. So, I just so, want to be your friend. Right, so he just yeah, pulls he out his really, Facebook He's in a pretty account. creepy way, too. <laughs> yeah, but are they still friends on Facebook is the real question. I think years just, later. Probably. So, it's the only friend Rachel has right now. So <laughs> he kind of avoids the question, though. He doesn't say anything. He just totally avoids it like a true politician would. And just avoids the question completely. And then we get the final flashback, which is the big reveal of the episode, where we have Grace working. And turns out Secretary Flynn is kind of old friends with Grace, a.k.a. Secretary Flynn... Randall, Randall <laughs> Flynn. So we have found out nice. Dr. That Claw and is Randall. Can we just point yeah. out that Dave, when we were watching this, goes, is this Randall or is this Flynn? And it turns out it's one and the we're, same. I was like, yes. It was so Didn't right. That was a great prediction, yes. Dave. That was totally... <laughs> There you go. Thank you, Martin. I hope that was the camera that I was supposed to turn to. Because um, I don't know. Just I'll do it at both. Do it at all three. Yeah, so... It's just because it sounded like Randall. That's totally what it was. But, yeah, so it turns out that Secretary Flynn is Randall. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. Yeah, so that's we found out. Well, we who did our just meet Batman him, is. so how could. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but so, I wouldn't guess that. Nope. I guess, like, going on then, I, I guess that sort of means that. Rand, I mean, Randall has a pendant, but that does mean that it seems like Rachel is going to give in to the department's will yeah. because that is why they're going to somehow end up getting these pendants and everything's going to happen in the first place. Well, and she seems to obviously do everything for her kids, no matter the outcome. That way, as we saw with, with her, with Danny and the pendants yeah, so later we, on. So it's just a pattern, I'm I'm going to assume. That that's a good point. Up. We are getting that pattern from her because we see anything with Danny. This is the second time now with Danny that she's done something she did not want to do to save her kid, mm-hmm. specifically Danny. I'm just still surprised surprised that she's being so honest about the whole thing. I mean, she did. They all went to abandoned houses uh, when they were hunting down the, the 12 pendants and who knows what houses she sent them to. But at the same time, I mean, this is at the risk of 
the entire civilization. <laughs> so for Danny, who wasn't even supposed to live, mm-hmm. we got that from this yeah. show. So it's just kind of like... Now, I don't know. Maybe some Christian symbolism coming in here. I'm not sure. And the writers are doing a great job with kind of piecing up the story for us, I think. Like each week we're getting just enough where, you know, it, it teases us a little bit, mm-hmm. but also reveals a lot. So I'm wondering yeah. kind of, w- were the pendants a different device than the one that was supposed to create the clean, low-power electricity? Because I guess they'd have to be, but then they figured out a way to counter this device. That's the only way I can imagine it. Because if it turns out that the device that does it is the pendants, then Miles is right. We need to smash all the pendants. So. But, I mean, but you want to turn it back on at some yeah, point. Well, no, I'm saying if it was the pendants that is taking out all the power, if it turns out that is the device that's taking away all the power, are those pendants? If you smash them all, then the power will come back because it's the pendants that are doing that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It could be some other major device, though. I think something else turned it off, and the pendants are the only ones that can turn it on. He wants to destroy it so that the power doesn't go on at all. At all, yeah. That would be interesting, though. I mean, they could totally flip it. Maybe Dave has this huge prediction, and and that's how the show is going to end up, that they actually need to destroy them all rather than unite the pendants. And it's going to be the hunt for the pendants. They do need to reunite them. It's going to be like searching for the Horcruxes again from Harry Potter. Searching yep. for it go. to destroy all the Horcruxes. The pendants are the Horcruxes for Harry but, Potter fans but I out do there. Think, <laughs> like I think Kristen Chris- said last week. And yes, I, and I, I think did. this, Kristen, I think you just said that there's more, you think it's more to it than just the pendants. And I think, I yeah. think it is, too. I there's think something that, behind that. There's something behind it. The, I think the pendants were, were the escape you know, it, here's here's your emergency kit for if this goes wrong and you want to turn, oops, we want to turn this back on. Yeah. Well, we got these 12 pendants and maybe it's also, you're taking out so much power, maybe that's why it needs to be 12 of them instead of just one big button. You know, right. it, it can't contain it itself, but all, together their powers united can... Captain Planet. <laughs> and then Captain powers Planet unite. pops out. <laughs> yeah. Hearts. Oh, shoot. Wait, what's that? Is that the... Uh... That's the one you don't want to be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's get on to some news and gossip. What do we got here? All right, let's see. Well, according to Deadline.com, our man, the creator of Revolution, J.J. Abrams, is to receive the Producers Guild Norman Lear Award. The Producers Guild of America will honor J.J. with its 2013 Norman Lear Award for television, which it will present during the 24th annual PGA Awards on January 26th. Wow. So great job. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah, one of the um, one of the people at the who are given the award said that J.J. has produced some of the most iconic and highest rated television shows of the past decade and longer series that have changed the landscape of television says the producers guild and his talent is astonishing and through his commitment to storytelling compelling characters and television programming of the highest quality he truly lives up to his name and namesake this was a deep moment apparently I had a a J.J. Abrams moment I'm sorry um, there's also going to be two new characters on Revolution. The first one is Patrick Saint Espirit. He is uh, he is formerly he's going to play a doctor by the name of John Sanborn, and his episodes should be coming up pretty soon. And then there's also a ask excuse me that's yeah Patrick Saint Espirit, and then there's Leland Orser who is going to who's from Sons of Anarchy who's going to be playing Wayne Ramsey. So nice. and he'll figure characters. out how to make the motorcycles work. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> All right. So we did also some news. There's only three episodes left for us to watch, so they're going to wrap up, actually, at the end of November. 
And then they're taking a three to four month hiatus and we'll be back March 25th. So we only have three yeah, more episodes. Well, yeah, it's going to be a yeah, while before we quick. see you guys again. Yeah. But at least they're wrapping up at the end of November. Who's going to be gra- growing that mustache out for November? That's what I'm wondering. Totally. Come on, you guys don't know about November? Uh, yeah, but apparently not you guys. <laughs> not me. I got a little bit going I, I got on. Okay. Peach fries, that's like about it. Four days, all right. I guess there, there's something there. Okay, next show. I will grow out my mustache. So you just well, first you grow out the beard, and then the last day you cut it to a mustache. That's that's what you do. Oh, so I have to have a full beard next week. Yep, go well, for it. By the end of November, you have to have the full beard. I, okay. I believe in you, Kristen. I'll just I believe. keep at, I'll it. just keep adding parts. I mean, I mean, growing. I know. I mean, yeah. I know you're not a hairless Ewok. You're just no. a normal Ewok. So you got it. Okay, so. Let's get to some of our comments. So we do want to thank all of our our viewers from YouTube, Jake Embry, Aeon Long, XDXXDXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXX
Oh, that's a great prediction because everyone's going to think that it's Miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it'll probably be Charlie. That's a good one. Yeah. I that's a really good one. Be sneaky. Yeah, I agree. I definitely don't think it's Miles. Mm-hmm. If it is Miles, though, do you guys think he'll destroy it? I don't think so. Yeah. I, no. They've got to still have the pendant for the tension. You can use it as leverage as well. Right. But I like what you guys said about uh, Charlie taking it and not Miles. I agree with that. That would yeah. be a good one. I wonder how they're going to wrap up this... The three-episode arc. Yeah, this three-episode I imagine they're going to wrap it up with them, and this is another prediction, they're going to oh. wrap up this arc with them making it to Monroe and some sort of big thing, like the big seeming finale where they're with Monroe, they're trying to save Danny, and then leave, end it with some big cliffhanger about the pendants, and they need to search for the pendants now. I think somebody and else is still has to die. Yeah, somebody has to I die. I got three episodes. One of those main characters is dying. So let's, I think we're let's all two. pick two deaths. Let's all pick a death. Die. Who's going to die on your list? Charlie. Who's pregnant? No, <laughs> for, some reason, I think Aaron, for some reason, I think we're going to lose Aaron. That's one of my predictions. Yeah, I mean, he's not losing anymore. I feel like he needs to be losing weight after all the walking they're doing. Slow metabolism. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, hear some laughing in the booth. Look, it's just... He's... he's eats everything that he gets that they get and they find I guess I don't know maybe I don't know I feel like someone needs to sacrifice themselves I, I could, could be, be Aaron. Aaron already it tried be, to sacrifice tried, himself yeah, though so be. I don't think it'll happen again or just maybe it'll be else. Rachel she she survived survived but she's sort earlier. of the one who's you know in charge of everything and she has so much like, information but that would be so but I think she is going to die what if the information's just gone then yeah it's I lost, think then. I think that some of her information is going to come out but not everything she's going to die I agree mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Rachel so let's uh let's end it then for the week guys we're so excited for next week because looks like we're going to be finding out more about the pendants what's going on with them and guys once again I'm Dave Klein you can find me on Twitter at the Dave Klein that's K L E I N or search djk onlinecom I'm Kristen Carroll. You can find me on Twitter on the fan, F-A-N-2-C-T-O-S-E-E. Hi, guys. I'm Kristen Elizabeth, and you should check me out on Twitter at Cinematic Escape, but also Bing, my blog, Cinematic Escape. What's up, guys? I'm Dario Kristen, D-E-R-R-I-A-L-C-H-R-I-S-T-O-N. You can find me under that name on Twitter and Facebook, and be sure to check out my weekly After Buzz blog on Revolution. We will see you guys next week. See you guys next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. We will knock you out later. And buzz, buzz you later. later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.